Ahoy! You're listening to Diffuse Tap with Kenny Estes and Isla Cram. Today, we're graced with the presence of Dip Mayunder, CEO of Alpha Trend. Apparently, there's some hype in DeFi and NFTs, something Dip knows a bit about. He'll be talking about what hype means, how to spot early signs of hype waves, and what the common hype misconceptions are that limit investors' upside. Enjoy! All right. Welcome one and all to this bright and early Wednesday morning. Um, some of you might be confused. So here is an agenda. This is a weekly event. We do, This is our 125th weekly event. We're going to briefly talk about Diffuse Tap, aka the event you're at right now, and then Diffuse, why we do it. And then we're going to do Fireside Chat, Mr. Dip Mayunder. I hope I got that right. I'm sorry, Dip, if I didn't. And then we're going to do two more rounds of breakout rooms, kind of similar to what you just experienced, because this is largely a networking event. We spend about three quarters of our time networking in small groups of four or five, just so you can meet other alternative investors from really all over the world. But we do like to teach. Well, I don't, but you know, we have people that are good at teaching, like Dip. So there's 15 minutes of every session is a fireside chat with an expert speaker. If you like the networking aspect, um, we also do kind of in-person versions of this, which are super casual. We just have a ambassador from a different location. They coordinate a location. We buy a round of drinks. The next one is November 28th in Miami. So if you're down in that neck of the woods, come check it out. Diffuse itself is a, let's just call it a crypto hedge fund platform. We got two live funds. One's a market neutral yield farming fund. It's actually becoming more of a prop trading firm. And then the other one is our index fund, which we're in the middle of IPOing here in the US. But we do this because we're always looking for, well, new ideas, turn them into funds, roll them into existing funds, partner with folks, whatever the case may be. Candidly, it's why a lot of you are here as well. So hopefully you meet some interesting folks here today. One of them is this guy, Dip Mayumder. Can you please, because I'm terrible at it, uh, unmute yourself and tell us all about you. Good, Penny. Uh, so I'm uh, Jeff. I'm the founder and CEO of Alpha Trend. Uh, Alpha Trend is a digital asset investment risk management company that uses Web3 tech and actionable blockchain data to provide corrections against uh, various trades that's happening. And we are also expanding into uh, helping different creators and uh, uh, different businesses leveraging uh, blockchain and NFT in, in particular. Uh, I'm, I spent about 16 years in building and commercializing technology solutions um, in Web2. Uh, and and uh, I've been in Chicago since 2011, raised in LA, uh, and I have a six-year-old daughter. Um, I'm always learning. Um, you know, recently I finished my MBA from University of Chicago, and I also have a master's in computer science from USC. And by no means, I'm a teacher. I'm not. Uh, I come from traditional finance background, and that's the mindset I bring to the table. Awesome. I am going to toss you right in the deep end with some questions. So we're going to be talking about NFTs today. What do NFTs mean in your world? Is that art? Is that music? Is that game tokens, what does it mean? Yeah, um, uh, 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 to answer that question, you know, uh, it, to, 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 um, unlike, unlike fungible tokens like BTC, ETH, and Solana, you know, NFTs are um, data unit that represents 
unique digital assets that are uh, stored and verified in blockchain if folks are not very clear with NFTs. And you see various forms of them. They're, like you said, PFPs or avatars, um, uh, the monkeys and the uh, you know frogs that you see quite often. And then there's one-of-one artwork or generative art, arts. There are collectibles, photography, music, uh, gamified um, uh, uh, items, you know, um, membership passes, domain names. There are so many things that are coming up within um, uh, NFTs as um, as tokens. Uh, uh, but my favorite ones are ones that have more utilities behind the scene. Um, here, um, there, there are quite few, but yeah, I'll just mention a few, few things that I really like. One is tokens that give me lifelong or discounted access to gyms or clubs memberships or give me access to premier events. Um, and, you know, once I use them, let's say, let's say it's the beginning of the year, I need to go to gym and by February I'm bored. I don't want that gym membership. There you go, my friend. I sell sell the token on uh, by February. The token is off on the secondary market, right? Um, you know, as, as a business in our like we have started seeing this is very interesting. And this is just forming that I've seen. I'm seeing a lot of entertainment folks um, in music and like from the music and Broadway show artists who are trying to now leverage NFTs to receive and manage their royalties. Um, so they're approaching us more. <laughs> So I, I love that part of it. And here's something new that is coming up and I, I'm really excited to, um, I'm looking forward to it. It's called the Soulbound Tokens. Um, just a quick raise of hand, if anyone heard of Soulbound Tokens. Oh, oh some, quite, quite a few. So if you don't know what Soulbound Tokens are, it's a ERC1238, it's a new, new token. And these are non-transferable tokens. And what's going to happen is you'll soon see um, your certificates. Let's say you have a degree or a certification on FINRA. They've been, they're just associated with you. And they're, they're, they're basically, they belong to you. You cannot give it away. So that's how you associate them. I, I love that part quite a bit. Going back at just a smidgen, because we did talk, I think, about Solon tokens a little bit a couple of weeks ago, but you were talking about the like the new NFTs with utility. So like gym membership, you used an example, and now you have this forever and you can just sell it whenever you want to. Doesn't that create a problem for the issuer? Because they get money when you buy it from them originally, but they don't actually have any additional revenue stream past that point. Like how, what do the actual economics look like for these type of utility driven NFTs? Uh, do you mean when they when they when someone else sells that token resell? If you're Bally's totally total fitness and you issue an NFT to give people membership, you get paid upfront for that NFT, and then it trades hands in the open market from there. But you don't get additional revenue. I don't they think do. uh, you do. do. So how does that they economic do. model work? Uh, so so once it once a sales ha- sale happens, like the first sale is is minting, right? So you're minting at a at a whatever price it is at that point of time. And uh, and then let's say the value of that token is increasing because there's more demand, more demand. And at some point they say, okay, we, I went from um, let's say one ETH to now five ETH for that token. And I don't want that token anymore or I want to make money on it. And I sell it at, let's say uh, at five ETH to whoever. Um, 
Bali's, let's say Bali's uh, actual creator, uh, they're going to get a certain percentage of the sale along with the secondary market that place that, that's doing that transaction, they too get, get a portion of the sale. I might hop in with another question right after that. Your your team works a lot on kind of identifying NFTs that have a potential for appreciating value and detecting hype off of that. How does that work? What, what are the indicators of hype in an NFT? How do you spot it? Uh, can I share my screen real quick? Can Ooh. I share my screen? Oh my goodness. Technology. Here you go. You're good now. Okay. Uh, it's better to, it's, it's, uh, do you see the spotting early signs? You betcha. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is, this is a good way I, I talk to anyone that makes it visually compelling and what's happening. So there are, there's, there's a wave that comes in, um, when, uh, when we talk about, um, hype in the market and it's not consistent. It starts, it grows, it fades away. Uh, it, we have seen it to be around six to seven months trail. And this is how it starts. The first, the first hype starts even before a project hits the market and it's around the, it's around the creator. So someone who's a good artist, you know, their, uh, their friends and their followers are kind of, uh, Hey, this person is trying to bring this project up, you know, so they hype it up a little bit. And then once the project hits the mark, hits whether the primary market or the secondary market, uh, the early investors are coming in and they're buying it cheap, they're making it cheap. And then the, in phase two, they start to hype it up in the market. So they start talking about uh, talking about it more, how it's growing, you know, how it's so amazing and everyone's buying it, the volume's going up, right? And it goes, goes up, up, up. And then at some point, uh, you know, these uh, early investors, they start selling at profit as the interests come in. And they put their new profits back into buying more tokens. Uh, and I can talk about that at the time, why that happens. But they put it, put it back and, and get keeps the volume high and they try to double up. And at some point, you start seeing the demand really slow down. And this, all these investors are now trying to sell them more aggressively. Uh, and the volume at some point starts really slowing down. You can't sell anything. And so you start dumping out as much as possible. And then the project goes flat. So you hold like maybe three, four tokens and you're just cruising. And uh, at that point, it's been six months or so um, and nothing happens. So after six months, the two things that can happen. One is uh, some new announcement comes up and uh, you know, uh, that, that Gary V talks about that project, let's say. And so the prices goes up again and it takes some traction, but not for too long. Uh, or nothing happens, project is dead, people move on. So most of it is made out from that. What if there's no utility? Is there anything wrong with having kind of the biggest gamble opportunity instead of a, a pure utility? And are there any tokens maybe that continue being a gamble opportunity in perpetuity? Kenny, you're back and you got frozen for a second. There. Okay, I love that. Here's the thing. This is what you see here. This is the first version of what happened with NFT trading. Um, and here's a little, little insight of how the market is doing. And this is a OpenSea monthly, monthly transaction. And you see from June 21 to 22, I'm talking about most of these trades that happened here. Um, 
and now it's slowing down quite, right? So with the utilities, this is something very different um, and it has a different, uh, different objective altogether. I love utility projects. They are not typically for trading purposes, but these, the hype that I showed here is more for projects that are short-term, they're PFP projects, uh, they're small artists who are trying to make um, money through this trading. Trading. So in the long run, what you'll see with, uh, what is being asked is more projects will have utility and this hype wave will act very differently from that lens. And we already see that it's, it's more of a slow curve coming out and it, it takes much longer to fade off. One of the, one of the uh, projects that we are close with is called OCM Onchain Monkey, which is uh, part of um, uh, Metagood by Bill Tai. And we are a big proponent of that project because they do, they have a lot of good, good utilities like human, humanitarian utilities behind the scene. And uh, it's more of a flat curve. It went out and slowly the price tends to go up. Gotcha. So it feels like you're kind of drawing a distinction between utility, which would be in traditional finance, you'd probably call that like a fundamental value investing Correct. versus the more speculative hype bubble, which and I, I'll kind of pick up Rich's question. Feels a little like ICOs, a lot of excitement, not much actual behind them, and then everything collapsed. Is that is that fair? Like the the 100%. ladder, yeah, yeah. That's exactly how it works. Okay. And then, so what are the key drivers when you're looking at utility and trying to understand the economics for these non uh, let's just call them Ponzi NFTs? I don't know what you want to call them. Probably too aggressive that. But uh, so, kind of, what are the main drivers of said utility, and how do you find it? So I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into how we do it. Everyone might be doing it differently, um, but we got really good at figuring out, uh, you know, what's Ponzi, what's not Ponzi, uh, like, uh, or what's what's the trade look like, right? So what we have three, these are pro various projects that comes in real time into our, uh, into our environment, uh, into our tech environment. And we look into three things. One is momentum in sales, hype on social media, and impact of influences on the project. So with momentum in sales, uh, this is this is not just how many people are buying it, but how many people are bidding it, whether they're uh, bidding on it, whether there's some sort of uh, pump and dump going on under the hood. Uh, we can track all that. Are there some bad actors within that trade that's happening? So we can we track all that and how genuinely that uh, that J curve into the bell curve, J into that bell curve looks like. And we we kind of position uh, our uh, position ourselves accordingly. On the social media hype, uh, if someone's here from marketing, they know um, are within uh, Web three and NFTs. There's a lot of bots in play, and there's a lot of fake actors uh, uh, in play. And what we do is we kind of categorize uh, who are the what who are the genuine posters who are. Uh, genuinely involved in the project, what are bots who are uh, who are um, uh, you know not very influential uh, in the market and who are top influencers and we kind of look into all that and put a score on the project based on that. And third is impact of influencers. We see how uh, 
uh, how authentic influencers are impacting that project and how they are bringing in whales um, or blue chip holders within the project and how that moves that project forward. How how do you detect bots? It's a really good question. I feel like this is an Elon oh, question. Any chance? How do we... we uh, uh, we we actually started before we started this project. We have been building models around uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord to detect bots um, for over five and a half years, and we got really good at it. And it's it's not it's not a perfect way to say this is a bot or this is not a bot. It takes us a little time to catch on whether that's a bot. Um, uh, it's it's just an NLP model that runs. Uh, natural language processing model that runs behind the scene. And we see, uh, well, does this poster who's talking about this project has any followers? Are they just talking about the same project? Are they using the same tone and the same language and the same statement over and over again uh, for what duration of time? Uh, and how long have they, have they been in the space talking about this project? So those are some of the indicators that looks into um, ways to look into thoughts. Okay, that's interesting. So uh, I'll pick up Stella's question here. Um, DYOR, do your own research, that's something you hear thrown around in crypto quite a lot. What you're talking about, that's not something you can do casually, right? You need a whole system. So is that kind of DYOR, you can go figure out the good stuff. Was that the early days when everything was exciting and now it's becoming more quantitative and kind of value-based? Or do you think we're going to kind of end up in a, in a hybrid in the future state? We still say do your own research. This is our research. Like this is our direction. But uh, think about it, Kenny. Like there is a, the reason we think the market went down from being such a big hype. Uh, NFT market went down from such a big hype to where it is today is a lot of people lost a lot of money by just taking this. Oh, I love that frog. I love that monkey face. Like let me go and buy it, and the, it's going to grow in value. Like there's nothing out there that stops them like, like their emotions. So that's why we are a risk management company where we have something out there to give them a, a, a lens that there is, okay, be careful before buying this project or getting into this project. And when and when you should get in and, well, you can get into a project, but the only time you make money is when you get out of the project. So when should you get out of the project? Okay, sounds good. Well, we're coming up right here at the half hour. So we're going to never dip. Do we have enough time for all the questions for the audience? Um, but we only do 15 minutes and people start losing focus. Also, by the way, kudos. You were only the second person ever to use PowerPoint um, on all 125 episodes. So it's great. I'm a um, but, Yeah, exactly. But we're going to do another breakout or a round of breakout rooms. Dip, when you come back in between the breakout rooms, we always ask the same question, which is tell us the future what's coming down the pipe and bonus points for something the audience has not heard about before. But some housekeeping items for the breakout rooms. One is it's networking, not pitching. Be respectful of that and each other, hence the no a-holing um, line there. We don't do a full participant list. So do swap details right there in the chat if you find somebody you think you might want to connect with outside of the Hughes cap. Um, or join our Telegram group, introduce yourself. Um, it's particularly good for networking if you're looking for whatever. Um, it's a great community to just drop it. You can almost, you'll almost probably get a response or two. All right. I've got the breakout rooms all teed up. Uh, so you'll be with another four, five, six folks, uh, depending on where you end up. Um, I'll give you a question. Don't feel beholden at all. Um, but what are the kinds of NFTs that you believe are going to sustain this hype cycle might actually 
retain some value in the longer term. I'll put into rooms now, and we will see you back here in exactly 10 minutes. Groovy, groovy, groovy. Welcome back, y'all. Um, let me see, where was I? Yep, this guy, Dip here. Dip, question as promised. What uh, is coming in the future? What are you excited about um, NFT or other? Um, obviously, you've got a lot of uh, experience finding hype e things and bonus points, like I said, for things that the audience hasn't necessarily heard about. Uh, uh, we, we, I talked about the soulbound, and we talked about it before too. And uh, that's one thing that I find very intriguing and coming up soon. Um, identity branding is something uh, that's also going to catch up in the space. Uh, so, so let's say you're traveling between uh, countries. You know, you have your digital identity that takes you places. So you're flying. You can buy tickets with with uh, tokens. Uh, one of the things that is very interesting and uh, coming to my uh, attention uh, recently is uh, the racial bias within uh, NFT projects and uh, within projects itself. It's it's uh, it's it is going to take an impact, and I don't know how that that would look like. But uh, here's what happens: uh, if you guys have heard of uh, World of Women, right? It's one of the uh, great projects out there. It's a blue chip project, but someone ran a model against which of the projects are being created, which of the NFTs are being created most, and there was a lot of bias within the uh, within uh, the tokens um, skin color. So uh, this was uh, this has opened a new gateway to a lot of a uh, uh, lot of challenges within uh, within an ecosystem that talks about equality all the time across the globe. So how do you navigate that? Those are some of the things that you'll be seeing come up more often in the future. That's fascinating. So just literally the, the picture, the, the JPEG that is NFT. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's just an example. That's just right. an example. So that's, uh, and, well, and there's also in addition to racial issues, racial biases, there's the gender inequality. There's right? gender biases, racial bias, a lot of those stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Although this 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 group is getting a little bit better at that, which is pretty exciting. We're we're starting to get uh, more diverse. But um, cool. That's good thoughts and something I hadn't really thought about specifically around that racial piece of it. Ms. Isla, are you ready with another breakout room? I sure am. I hope you all get to meet somebody new. I'll pop you into rooms now. And definitely for you to chat about that idea that Dip just brought up. That is actually fascinating. See you all back here just before the hour. Rockin'. Hope y'all had good chats. We're going to do a quick wrappy-uppy and uh, call it for the day. As a reminder, this is a weekly event. So same time next week, we are going to be talking about keeping your crypto safe. Uh, layer that in with sellbound tokens and NFTs, and it's, uh, it's a rabbit hole. Uh, again, as a reminder, if you like this sort of thing, head down to Miami November 28th for a version, casual version of this with, uh, you know, I like to joke, more drinks, fewer speakers. Um, and do join our Telegram group. Introduce yourself. Ask for something. The audience is really good. Um, Dip, do you want to plug anything? You are here. Tell us how we can find Thank you. you. And very much for having me here today. You know, as over time, this this has to be this has become my community of people. Like you know, I'm learning so much. I don't know answers to everything. I'm learning and learning and learning, and that's how all of us are growing together and diffuse. It's kind of putting us together in a very right way. Thank you for so much for having me, Kenny and Ella and everyone and listening in.
Uh, as always, I do none of the work. I does all of the work and I kind of show up. So uh, those thanks should be going to Isla and not me. But thanks to you, Dip, for showing up and uh, sharing some of your wisdom. And um, Isla, were there any talking points I was supposed to touch on? Nope. This is it. We will see you next week. And uh, thank you so much for coming. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, Kenny. Thanks, yeah. Isla. Always a great job. Thanks as usual. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you. That's all, folks. Hope you learned something new. If you join us on Zoom every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central, you can also network with other fascinating alternative investors from all over the world in small groups of four or five. Learn more on our website at www.diffusefunds.com. Until next time.